Cynics on Disney Podcast contains adult language. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Cynics on Disney Podcast, presented by Nightclub33.com. Welcome into this week's episode of the Cynics on Disney Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby, a.k.a. the Disney Cynic. And I'm Amanda, a.k.a. the Anti-Cynic. And we have another rejoining guest. Uh, I mean, really, he's starting to become the third co-host, like, once a <laughs> month or something like that. Uh, anytime that Disney releases anything financial, we tend to bring Pat uh, Neistat from NotClub33.com on just to make sure that we talk about it and, you know, try to dig into the little details and read the tea leaves. Pat, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Let's uh, Let's get this going. Awesome. Thanks again for joining us. So. Yeah, sure. Uh, all right. Amanda. Yes. We went to food and wine recently. Pat, you didn't. I'm sorry. You know. I did not. <laughs> I did last year, though. So. Uh, but we didn't, instead of going to the you know margarita booth outside, which is probably what we should have done, we decided to go inside, did we not? We did. We and did. inside the Mexican pavilion is possibly... One of the most popular bars in all of Walt Disney World. Uh, we've covered it a little bit on the actual Mexico Pavilion episode, mm-hmm. uh, but it warrants bringing back up. And of course, I am referring to La Cava del Tequila. <laughs> <laughs> The only, I mean, there's always a long line at this place. It's usually a good wait. Most of the time, you are absolutely correct. We, how I don't know how we snuck in there where there wasn't a line. Oh, really? Because the line was out at the margarita booth outside. Everybody's at the booth. (laughs) So, I mean, I get why they would want to, you know, test all that, but. But, you know, still, like, but it was still. I mean, even though there wasn't a line, it was still crowded in there. Yeah, wow, I mean, yeah. it was pretty packed. It's not very like, big inside that bar. No. no, no, I think it only has enough space for like twenty some odd people Babe. or something like that. What? Are you gonna let just let the music play the whole <laughs> episode? <trying> like, <laughs> I was trying to fade it down. Thank you. I was trying to be a little it bit was, more subtle about it. Than, it was know, not fading. <laughs> I was doing it slowly. Uh, thank you. You know, it's fine. You know what? It's an editing choice. Well, let's see. We'll, we'll see what happens in post. Let's put it that way. Okay. <laughs> Anywho. So, Amanda, yes. this is your history and everything like that. Uh, since you are a history teacher and it's the first week of school. First day of school. School us on what some we Lacaba Del Tequila. Fun. Um, yes. So you were saying this is one of the most popular, um, locations at Disney World. Um, not only that, it has been ranked by Food and Wine Magazine this year as one of the 15 best places to drink tequila. Um, so it's not just a Disney thing now. Um, it's getting recognition. This is great. They're a great follow on X or Twitter or whatever the fuck you want to call yeah. it, too, by the way. So uh, every now and then they'll drop some, uh, like, you know, discounts and stuff like that. So if you happen to be on that social media platform, heavily recommend whatever that we're calling it now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to call it. I don't either. Um, so this is not a Disney owned restaurant, it is owned by an outside company. Mm-hmm. Um, it's owned by the Palmas Restaurant Group. Um, there's not a lot of history on La Cava del Tequila itself, 
it, other than that, it opened in 2009. Oh, okay. But the company that owns it has a pretty long history, um, going all the way back to 1693. Do they own any of the restaurants uh, in the Mexico Pavilion? They own, so they own all of the Mexican Pavilion restaurants. They own six. They own so they own they own a total of thirteen restaurants, all on Disney property. Every restaurant oh. they own is on Disney property. Really? Is it? A, go ahead. And so six at the Mexico Mexico Pavilion. They own six at Coronado Springs, and then they own um, Frontera um, Cocina at Disney Springs. Wait, there's six restaurants at Coronado. Yeah, between yeah. Rick's and oh, okay, so um, there's yeah, Three so, Bridges and the tequila or the the margarita bar that they have there. Yeah, and stuff like at that. Coronado Springs, they own Rick's Sports Bar, the Maya Grill. They own the El Mercado de Coronado Cafe. Rick's they own Siesta's Cantina and they own the Laguna Bar. So, like, the only one they don't own is Three Bridges. Oh, oh. the one of uh, Toledo. In Toledo, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> They're the go-to for Mexico. They own, they, they they own the quick service as well in the Mexico Pavilion. Um, yeah, they yeah. own. Yeah, they own the La Hacienda. They own uh, Jardin de Fiesta. They own San San Angel Inn. They own the Margarita Kiosk. Oh, um, they follow and, us on Twitter. Right? And they nice. own the and they own the cantina, um, that's next to that's or that's part of uh, hacienda. Okay. Wow, so, I, yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> um, so in looking at the company's history again, like their history goes all the way back to like 1693. 1693. Um, 1693. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, with the building of a residence called Our Lady of Santa Ana in Mexico City. Um, there was a lot of changes over like the next 160 years um, to that property. Um, they had changes and additions. It was used for farming at one point. Some um, guy killed Davy Crockett. You know. <laughs> then in 1777, it was purchased by this guy named Ramon. Um, and he named it, renamed it. Um, the house still stands today and it is the site of the original San Angel Inn. Um, mm. And then in 1906, that's when it became the San, ha- the San Angel Inn um, and restaurant. Um, the <laughs> inn opened in 1908. Um, the restaurant opened in 1963. And then in the mm. 70s, the son of the man who owned the restaurant found a gold Mickey statue that the Walt Disney company had sent his parents. So he took that as an opportunity to contact the Disney company and proposed bringing a Mexican culture and cuisine to the Mexico pavilion at Walt Disney world. So basically they are the reason why there is a Mexico pavilion (laughs) at Epcot. (laughs) Is that restaurant a replica of the original one? Do I believe that? so. It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they uh, they are the reason why essentially that the Mexican pavilion is <laughs> is an exist. In fact, 
when you look at their contact information, they're based nope. out of Buena Vista, oh. Florida. Um, <laughs> so they are based here. There, I looked at like who they're um, the like the people you know top of their team. Mm-hmm. Um, they're C-suite. yeah the CEO and the chief operating officer and the oh like everybody. So the CEO, the chief operating officer the chief of staff and the vice president of business development in their pictures are all wearing Disney name tags. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so Disney. Yeah. They Disney pretty company. much. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How about those margaritas? So. How about those margaritas? <laughs> well, that's what we are here to discuss is those margaritas. Uh, on the night in question, Amanda, you had a margarita, or no, you didn't have a margarita. I did not have a margarita, because <laughs> tequila have? and I do not get along. <laughs> That's not true. If you didn't have a margarita, what did you have? I had a pina colada. <laughs> really? They I sell did. that? They do. I didn't know they sold Is that. that the only thing without tequila at the restaurant, or Probably. at the bar? It's not well, on the menu, either. You know, I saw some... some vodka back there too like I yeah saw they have but they don't things. it's not on the menu um i didn't even know they had it until uh because i was like looking and i think i made a comment about not really being big into margaritas and the um our server was like well, we have pina coladas uh, <laughs> i was like oh okay <laughs> yes please there you go <laughs> I do like rub, so. (laughs) Well, how was your uh, pina colada overall? I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. It was a frozen pina colada, and it was delicious. There you go. Do they make make non-frozen pina coladas? I mean, you technically can, but it's always better frozen. Uh, uh, Because he made it a point to tell me it was frozen, and I'm like, okay. All right, fair enough. Yeah, um, I had the you had the Lacava flight, yeah, yes, uh, which I have no idea which tequilas it consisted of, but I know that it consists of three different ones. Uh, one of which is a perfectly clear one, one of which has a little bit of a hint of yellowish to it, and then the, another one is rather dark, and then finally it's topped off with a smoky, and I mean like just had a cigarette smoky mezcal uh and that was by far my favorite um because oh god i love smoke um but also like it's kind of like a combination of tequila and scotch in in a weird in a good way i I, I would say um you ever had like like a lagavulin or something like that where it's kind of like a peaty uh, uh, taste to it, and mm-hmm. it's got that really smoky after flavor. Mm-hmm. That kind of after flavor comes after the mez- mezcal, and it really. Well, the, that, our server mm-hmm. even said that that mezcal tends to be a favorite among Scotch drinkers. So. He didn't say that until after I did the shot, right? But, you know, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you you compared it to Scotch, and he's like, "Yeah, this tends to be." If you like scotch, people, you know, you tend so to like So it's like uh, on the lines of like Jose Cuervo or much better? Better. Well, all <laughs> these tequilas are going to be way better than Jose. Uh, Jose being. <laughs> these the, are not uh, cheap tequilas on this flight. <laughs> how much and did you pay? They have. No. Go ahead. How much did you pay for that flight? I don't want to talk about it, um, <laughs> but it was at least 25 How much were the pours just to. 
was a full shot. They were an ounce, uh, at least an ounce, if not an ounce. Close to Wasn't, I feel like one of them was like two ounces or something. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I like. I could have been $20 for that. But you had to get it in the flight. Otherwise, you know, it doesn't matter, right? You know, they, yeah. they, they sucker you in with that. Uh, and, of course, you know, that's exactly what you need after standing out in the hot-ass sun all day is just four straight shots of something. Um, that, that'll do the body good. Oh, wait. No, it won't. Um, Could do I, the body again. I mean, yeah, but I, I would really recommend doing this in the fall or the winter, <laughs> even if – we only have like a 10 minute fall and it's only like, it's like November that one 12th. day, the one day of fall that we get. Yeah. Go to, winter, <laughs> go like to your tequila flight. <laughs> um, Weather's usually good in December. Yeah. Uh, but they, you know, uh, it's, it's a worthwhile investment, particularly if you are participating in the unofficial contest of drinking around the world. Um, you know, definitely. Yeah, take that flight first. Your first drink. It'll get the body going. That's for sure. Yeah, well, all those drinks there There's, are strong, though. There are four types of flights. Like they have four different mm. flights. Um, they have, and it, it even says on here which range in price. It doesn't tell me what's in each flight, but they have the agave flight, the premium flight, the lacava flight, and the supreme flight. How much yeah. is the Supreme Flight? I want to say that one's probably in the hundred dollar range. I'm not that, gonna lie. That's probably not a cheap one. Oh. Yeah, they look. They've got like the equivalent of you know your top shelf shit, like stuff that you've oh, yeah, never, sure. you've never yeah. heard of yeah. uh, before. And, like I remember my my parents went to some tequila tasting thing over here and. The the woman got this is a family favorite story. Story. You know, the woman apparently who was running the thing got shit faced and she just kept bragging about this one, you will never be able to afford this one. Yeah. She was like telling everybody at the tasting that they couldn't afford the tequila. (laughs) Thanks for letting us in. Uh, uh, Us pourers, I guess, you know. Um, Never mind that we're at one of the most expensive destinations on the fucking planet. Right. Yeah, whatever. So this, I think this says they have over, they have over 200 tequilas. Really? Yeah. Yes. Wow. And I buy it. Well, I mean. I I, I, I believe it. I mean, that. that, Oh, I bought a few, but, you know. Over 200. No, after seeing all the bottles up on the wall, absolutely, yeah. I completely believe it. For sure. Um, and you know, they, even if you don't like tequila, like they can find something to fit your taste, right? Like, yeah, like I, mean, I said, I I love I the avocado uh, margarita. I think that is is awesome. I get that just and about every time I'm in Epcot. So do you? Oh yeah, I can't I, miss I'm, it. I don't know. To look, avocado is like. It's overdone, I guess. It's like it's one of those foods that, like, oh, everybody I'm all of a sudden on my toast. Out. Yeah, thank God. Right. That's why. That's where I was going. With He's it. just putting it in his margarita. I saw it on the menu one time. I was a while ago, a couple of years ago, and then um, I saw it in the menu. I was like, oh, I'll try it. You know, it's interesting. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is really fucking good. So. Fair enough. Uh, you should the, go for it. You guys should try in it. In fact, according to the and according to the website, 
um, the website for the restaurant group, um, the avocado margarita is the most popular. Oh, yeah, yeah it's so good. <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, as we stated the, I believe, last episode where uh, we talked about food and wine, we did have a third in tow uh, who shall remain nameless. And that third in tow um, did indulge in both the La Cava flight with me and the, uh, the El, El Diablo. Diablo. That's her favorite. Um, okay. And yeah, that, it's a... Um, Cucumber jalapeno juice is in that. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the big thing, though, is like the, the spicy-ass rim instead of like a salted rim. So um, that's how the avocado has that as well. It has the same Does rim it? as the avocado. Yeah. Yeah. The hibiscus salt. It's good. It's good. I mean, I like all sorts of different types of salt. I know. Weird like that. <laughs> you you are a salt. Aficionado. Yeah. You love your salt. You yeah, he does. I do. Like, uh, you know. Look, my parents went to Hawaii back in March and like their souvenir for him was like salt. salts. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I've heard some stories about Bobby and salts. So. Yep. <laughs> and some of them are for technically for baths and uh, I might might have ended up throwing an alligator in Wendy's. We don't know. Oh, uh, God. But, <laughs> that's the, that's <sighs> the risk that you take with bath salts down here. I'm just just saying. Um <laughs> So, just trying to judge it on on its by itself, not the whole Mexican pavilion by itself. Mm-hmm. How how would you rate this in terms of? I'm gonna like try to kick out the ticket price. Uh, you know, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you know it, it it's tough to compare like a bar that's inside a theme park yeah, yeah. to one that's. Like at Disney Springs, well, you right? know, and then you you take into account that they this is you know top shelf tequilas and you know definitely you know some very well, so, so uh, you definitely look it's in the theme park that. expect to pay money for it right I, I guess what I'm kind of getting at is like if you had access just as easy of access to this uh, cave of tequila. Um, would you choose to go here or would you choose to go someplace else that also is a tequila bar or uh, is also a Mexican restaurant? Like that's the thing. Um, like I, I like, I like this one. Um, I mean, sure. it's not, so you, you know, you can, they do have limited seating inside. I kind of wish it was yeah. a little bit bigger, but at the same time, I do kind of also like the fact that it's small because it does give it a more like intimate feel yeah, I and guess. you can't sit there all day anyways you get right you get, don't sit the there hell all day. you can't uh, <laughs> I guess um, you could, but people aren't but, you, know. you know and they have their staff is super knowledgeable um about all the tequilas and like with the flight um you know telling you guys all about the different tequilas that were in your flight they also offer um you know Obviously, like we said, cocktails, because I had a pina colada. They do have Mexican beer and wine. Um, they have light snacks. Don't mm-hmm. go in there expecting, like, bar food. You're going to get some, like, chips Chip and queso. And <laughs> <laughs> or guacamole. <laughs> like, you know. But they also do a, um, what's called the La Cava Experience, 
where you are paired with a certified tequila ambassador. No. Um, in a, in your group. Sounds expensive. And yeah. you are provided a tour of the bar selection and you get a history lesson and samples of all the different tequilas. And with gratuity included, it is $180 per person. Hmm. How much? 180 <laughs> per person. You're really drunk for 180. Yes. <laughs> now, I've heard really good things about that, like just online. I've heard some really good reviews. I feel like, yeah, if you've been to Walt Disney World a lot of times, and you get a lot of expendable cash, probably be something that you yeah. you look Oh, they into. have like, they have some sort of like, I that's guess, more than that's more than like a loyalty. Tickets. Yeah, I guess it's I guess you could compare it to like a loyalty program that they have. I don't know a loyalty program. Kind what? of, yes. Like a little punch I don't, card it must be for you. No, all. but if you spend a certain amount of money there, you get a glass with your name etched in it that you that oh. stays there. So every time you go back, they put your drink in that glass. What need you get to spend? I wonder. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I think I have a, an example of just exactly how much. Hang on one second. I thought that was a lemon drop. I didn't think it was tequila. <laughs> <laughs> a lemon drop. <laughs> I, I think the way that she pronounced tequila, I think you have to drink that much, much. In, uh, in order for you to get your name on the glass. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, look, I, I personally, it's tequila is not my first choice. It's just not, uh, uh, no, you not know, wh choice, whiskey yeah. or vodka is my first liquor choice. Uh, and it's honestly, depending on the temperature, I'm not drinking whiskey when it's a hundred degrees outside. <laughs> I'll no, I'll drink vodka tonics all day long because I feel for some reason, I feel like they're a little bit more airy. I, I do. I like, they're it's, a lighter. Lighter. Uh, it's a little lighter. You know. Uh, and whiskey will bog me down as very much evidenced by Amanda's birthday and doing, a scotch flight when it was 90 degrees outside. Poor decision. Oh, I forgot you did the scotch flight. <laughs> the scotch flight when it was hot. You did a tequila flight well, when I it was mean, hot. Listen, if you're going to go, uh, if oh. you're going to go, you better go big or you better go home. I'm just saying, like, you yeah, know, sure. there's, yeah. especially for I inadvertently drink around the world. Yeah. You don't yeah. have a birthday every day. Yeah. Right. Don't don't have a birthday every day because I can't afford it. Um, <laughs> right. Hey, that's a lot of tequila. Oh, to, or sorry, tequila. There, there. We go. I'm pronounce it correctly. Um, All right. So you want my rating? Yeah. Uh, on a scale okay. of one to five cabas, how many tequila shots are you giving? I'm going to give it four, and I'm really only giving it four because I'm not a big tequila fan. Hmm. Um, if I were a tequila fan, I think I would probably give this a five. Um, but I like the fact that they had rum and I got a pina colada. Mm -hmm. So they, they do have add alternates. They, yeah. Just, just, you know, again, beware that those alternates are not on the menu. So you do have to ask. Fair enough. Fair Pat, enough. you've been here, here before. I know you didn't go yeah. with us this time, but I'm sure that you will go with us the next time yeah, you're down here. Maybe. Yeah. Um, you're lucky. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, uh, what kind of rating would you give? What I might give it a four and a half shot. So I'll take that half shot. Fair, By the time I get enough. to that four, the, the half shot, I'll be, I'll be stumbling out. But, um, yeah, I just think it like, if you, if you've, never been to Walt Disney World and you go to Epcot, I, I, this would be a place I would suggest that you go yeah. check out. 
for yeah. sure. I am going to give this a five. I can't believe I'm actually giving this a full perfect rating. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I've ever given a rating uh, lower than you. I know. It's yeah. very, very rare. <laughs> well, and, and here's the reason why. Holy look, shit. Look, I'm not a fan of tequila, and yet I'm drawn to this place. And that you says something. Really love this place. It says something about the, the atmosphere, the service, et cetera, et cetera, um, that I still want to come here, even though I don't necessarily want tequila. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's that says yeah. something uh, uh, yeah. about the, the experience of it. Yeah. On top of that, you know, not for nothing, it is nice to be able to kind of stumble out of there, realize, <laughs> yep, maybe I need to sit down for a minute and mm-hmm. just. Just go ride real del tiempo or whatever uh, the Three caballeros. Yeah, the, the yeah. whatever the Mexican yeah, boat ride is called. Cup, yeah. Don't go on test track. No, no. Well, by the time you get on test track, it may have been. Yeah, by the time you have, you yeah. have to wait in the line. Okay. <laughs> You're sobered up. You drunk by the time you get there, and plus Allows you can drink and drive it. Don't go to on mission space immediately after. How's oh, that? Yeah. You know. Or single or don't single ride test track. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, listen, I'm one to to do it. I've done uh, mission space drunk. Not my brightest decision. Uh, I was, I was I with you for that. Mm-hmm. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> it was fun. It was. Were you like uh, ash on the screen trying to get the button to work? He no. does that anyway. <laughs> I, I don't bash the screen. No, I, I press whatever that is. We can't he, call that a screen. The but. moment we get in that thing, he is pressing all the buttons. All the buttons. <laughs> all the buttons. Well, you have to see, you know, you got to test them. If it's a fun. button, it's getting pressed. <sighs> God forbid that I. Yeah, that's like, what my kids do. So I mean. Yeah. Sorry, I like flicking switches and I have ADHD, guys. You know, <laughs> I, I, whatever. Um, all right, so th- there you go, guys. If you have not been to Epcot or if you are. Uh, uh, you know, an Epcot veteran and haven't for some reason stumbled over to the if you're an Epcot veteran and haven't been here, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> are you really an you're Epcot in the veteran? wrong websites? <laughs> right? Listen to the wrong podcast. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, and thank you for stumbling upon this one. Um, <laughs> subscribe, rate, and review. Um, right. <laughs> had to sneak that in there somehow. So. Of course. No, definitely, definitely worth checking point. out. Of course. It is. It Resubscribe, is. re-rate, and re-review um, on a whole different platform. Do it on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify, you guys. It, it helps out a lot. Um, but, yeah, this is absolutely a place that you you definitely need to check out. Uh, as sure. part of like a, yeah. a bucket list of things to do at Epcot, uh, I think. And that, like I said, can't recommend it highly enough. It's it's great. Uh, I really love it. So, Pat, we bring yep. you on here every single time the, that financial shit is released about Disney. <laughs> so I hope you came prepared. Um, I'm somewhat prepared. The Q3 earnings were uh, were released here uh, the week of well hell what what week is I'm sorry I'm I'm even lost the, the, today the is August 10th that we were yeah, recording see, yesterday okay so August 9th is when when it was released um, yeah. of course that also uh, drew an explanation from. Um, What's his name? Bobby Iger, uh, Igor, uh, and everything like that. 
Um, can you tell us a little bit about where Disney stands as a company, like overall? You can get into as many specifics as you'd like, but let's see how they're standing financially. So I think one of the big things to draw from their earnings report is that it brought down uh, their streaming losses from $1.1 billion to $500 million. So they cut the streaming losses in half, and that, a lot of that had to do with all the, the cuts that that, that that they implemented. Um, the other thing is park park revenue was up, profits were up, but that was driven from the uh, non domestic parks, the foreign parks, Shanghai, uh, Paris, Paris uh, Hong Kong, Hong Kong, and Tokyo, and Tokyo. So. I can't imagine that the 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 Paris ones putting in a lot of profits. That was mainly all the shit that's uh, going Shanghai. on there. Because you got to think Shanghai is just just starting to get fully operational. You know, with their co- all their COVID issues over there that they've had. Yeah. Um, but here's a big thing: is that Walt Disney World is uh, is usually one of their bigger drivers, and they saw losses at Walt Disney World. So down revenue, down profits. Interesting. Yeah, I think that that's pretty big because that's their that's the the golden goose is Walt Disney World, and uh, I know they claim that uh, they 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 don't see any softness in their reservations going forward, but I don't know if I believe that. I mean, I can't I can't imagine that they here's the tea leaves that I, that you and I have kind of like spoken about, like through the text chain and everything like Mm -hmm. that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, They had been talking about how a lot of the loss of revenue was due to lack of occupancy in hotels. Yep. And uh, what's the star Wars hotel? Yeah. The the loss on uh, galactic star cruiser, May it rest in hell. Um, Three hundred million write off for that hotel. So I guess technically that's kind of more of a, a a tax loss. I guess you could you could say. So I don't know how much of that we want to like technically count as an actual loss loss instead of just going to yeah. write it off. Yeah. Um, having said that, why would Disney build a hotel at this point? Well. My guess is that, like, if you if you go on like the DVC website and you're trying to get any DVC room, like uh, when you guys were going for it was your birthday, right, Bobby? Yeah, you stayed. Yeah. So yeah. when you told me those dates, I went and looked to see if I could find date those dates, and I couldn't find any studios or anything available all through Walt Disney World, and even going out further, I couldn't find anything uh, like months out. Uh, so I think maybe they're thinking, oh, if we build DVC, people are going to buy it and we can book that out. But one thing in that earnings report was that DVC sales are down. So I don't know if that plan is. Well, you know, when, when the person who bought like 10 DVC plans suddenly, um, can't afford them anymore. <laughs> Can't well, he probably bought his lot through resale? I would guess, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He would, oh, yeah, I don't want to get into that too much. 
<laughs> we've already had all I'm saying on the subject. We've already <laughs> a couple jokes cut that about yeah. that situation, so we'll, we'll leave that alone. But um, I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, so they they must have had this vision that if they build DBC, people are going to buy it, right? Because and it is booked out, yes, but. There's a lot of obviously there's softness in their sales now. So going forward, there's still going to be, I think that may be an issue going forward. So yeah. to me, that almost feels like they're trying to, even if they're losing uh, total sales and everything like that, it still feels like they're trying to in, build out more rooms for more people to come. Mm-hmm. I guess because if they're like DVC owners are. Like if you're, if they were going to to come, they're they're not going to just all of a sudden go. Well, I guess we'll pay cash over at Pop Century, right? Right. You know, they're just going to book that trip out further and further, and they need more people to be on property. There, there are still, even though the 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 lines don't necessarily show this because God knows waiting an hour for something stupid like peter pan is ridiculous but that's always been you know but at the, same, like the the crowds themselves have not been horrendous i would say mm-hmm. um yeah. especially here of, of late and in the summertime um in fact i i would venture to say that they are certainly the lightest that they've been since like really most of the co- country opened back up mm-hmm. and but at the same time, the the because nobody's you know got tens of thousands of dollars stashed away anymore because they didn't spend any money on going anywhere. Well, now like they're not blowing all the money on resorts and yeah. all, all that kind of stuff. If they did get the Disney bug, then they're they might be staying off property, uh, one of the the good neighbor hotels and stuff like that. Well, also took away a lot of perks that you had for staying on property. Absolutely, they yeah. did. They're, they're starting to reintroduce them a little bit more. Yeah, but, but one, you know, when you take that away, then no, people don't want to stay on property. One uh, thing that Iger said in his earnings call was uh, one of the reasons why attendance is soft is because last year during the 50th anniversary was such a highly successful year for them because of the 50th year anniversary, and that's why. It's soft. It, we, they've seen softer attendance this year. Would you believe that? Bullshit. Um, um, I really feel like that didn't happen after the 25th anniversary. So why would it have happened after the 50th? <laughs> and on top of that, like Disney was building at that they, time. What they open for the 50th? Guardians. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now you have Tron. Yeah. And you know, not only that, but this is the 100th anniversary of the company. Yeah. Which we're not yeah. doing anything for, so that's not true. They put out a sign <laughs> at all four theme parks. Yeah, <laughs> and there's some merch. <laughs> yeah, oh no, the Moana experience. Oh, which yay! It's, it's in cast member pre- it's in what? cast member previews right now. There you go. Are you gonna? Get, you think you're? Gonna How do you walk? preview walking around and getting misted on? I don't know, but it is in cast member previews right now. Uh, I'm I mean, not super I, excited for it, but. I mean, I can fucking here. Allow me to preview that that for you. If you're in Florida, just wait until about four o'clock. I think I'd be more interested if they like, in, like they immersed you in like to the music 
of Moana. I don't know if they're going to do that, but the music of Moana is, I don't know if, have you guys, if, Bobby, have you seen Moana? No. I no. have seen Moana and I love I've Moana. seen it so many times because Charlotte, she's watched it, I don't know, 50 times. You answered the question as to why next I have Next it. time y'all are down, I will gladly really watch good. it with Charlotte. <laughs> The music oh, is really good. It's not for nothing. We're, you know, the, the at some point here, we're going to produce a demon offspring. And I know that <laughs> if he has my genetic material inside of him, then he's going to want to watch it over and over and over and over and over and over and sure. over and over and over yeah. and over and over <laughs> again. Uh, I could have gone like a, at least a full minute of saying and over and over. And I thought about doing it too, but you know, I saved. Oh, yeah, that's been trouble. great for the, the, <laughs> you would have cut that out. <laughs> Truth of the matter is, you would have got two the, overs and he cut it out. He may cut yeah. out the the ten overs that you did, right? But <laughs> like, listen, it's it's all because I know that my that they're going to watch all that kind of stuff over and over again. I might as well save the that first viewing for when there I'm doing go. it with the kid. Yeah. That's my reasoning behind it. It yeah. is kind of a little bit of a sentimental thing. Like I don't want to watch Toy Story four without a, a child in tow because I've already had the existential crisis experience of Toy Story three. I might as well share that oh, next yeah. one with the uh, with the kid. So that that's at least my sentimental gotcha. reasoning b- uh, behind it. Because uh, dude, Toy Story three made me cry. Like <laughs> a f- that's with Lotso, right? Yeah, that yeah. that shit made me cry a like one. a fucking baby. <laughs> like, oh god, for we yeah. just lost the family dog, and then then when Buster came in, oh, all yeah. old and shit, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> like, Speaking of IP, though, uh, Iger said on the earnings call that making numerous investments globally to grow parks business over the next five years, and he's optimistic about the business of long term future of the parks. Did not mention anything about domestic parks and Walt Disney World. Of course not, because at this point, the this, this is the first time we'll bring it up here in months. But the situation between the state of Florida and the Disney Company is not cooling down anytime. You're soon. not going to see anything new at Disney World until this whole situation. Yeah, but to is- me, like, is that a good business de- decision for? the Walt Disney company, not to invest in Florida right because now. Governor, yeah. Because it's, because it's a mess. Down only, the governor is only governor for what? Two years. Okay. But you also have it's to understand the amount of things he's doing down here. And yeah, right now I think for, for Disney, it's probably a good thing. Wait until he's out of, cause he will make, he will do everything in his power. Not just that. Even in my, business like I, I you know the the company that i work for happens to do some work over at a certain neighborhood that's on disney property mm. and um having to go to them for permits is far more difficult now than it was previously uh and mm-hmm. that's because there's a little bit more rigor when you have a state involved as opposed to a company involved, especially one that just is shelling out their own permit at that point. They don't, they want the the building uh, process to be efficient and move forward as quickly as possible. They want to have control over things like inspections. And it's not that they don't build things to code. They do. In fact, they build everything to 
like higher code. There, there's a standard, it's called Epcot code uh, down here that things are built to a higher standard. So it's not like they're, they're, they're not doing their due diligence on the engineering side. They're just trying to cut out the red tape of the situation. And sure. this whole thing has caused a whole bunch of red tape for Disney. So all these I construction wonder. projects that we bitched about for years, years mm-hmm. on the yeah. not cast, they're going to be extended out twice as long. At least. I wonder as a corporation, as a multinational corporation and they're one of their most, uh, best profit producing uh uh best profit producing uh i'm trying to think of the word uh, divisions we, we should call, call it divisions it? we'll just say walt disney world is one of their is like their golden goose and you're te- we're telling me that a guy who's going to push back for the next two years and he'll be out somebody else will be new in walt disney company's looking out 10 years at 20 years out and you don't think they're sure, going to but I think that they're way oh, concerned about we're going to be building. We're going to start building this uh, new land or this new theme park or whatever. So I, what they're they scared of years is the pendulum not swinging back. So yeah. I think that's until the situation here changes. <laughs> Well, it's not, not going to change for two years, right? I right. Mean, no, no. We also it, don't know what's going to happen after that two years. Whoever yeah. gets elected in this place, are they going to keep it? Or are they going to go back to the way things were? Like, and, and that uncertainty, I think, is causing them to pause whether or not they want to invest hundreds of millions of dollars right. into, into something like Well, the like, next governor is probably not going to be running for president, though, either. So yeah, every, don't don't get me started on that part either. Have. Like, oh dear God, <laughs> all the Florida governors run for president at some point. Uh, so you know, but it, that would that's a sh- shame that we don't we don't think that they're going to have any investment for the next couple. Of they years. certainly have not Great, announced so far any. behind Universal. Universal will be the place that everybody would like to go for for new things. Yeah, absolutely. Especially Universal is also not being personally attacked <laughs> well that's because they don't have the, they don't have the government. <laughs> like, they're yeah. they're not being personally attacked right now so they are just like we're just gonna be over here like building our next theme park yeah, yeah they're just spending money like crazy yeah. that awkward whistle uh-huh yeah that's, that's oh and sea world announced that they're going to start building more hotels and stuff so. how many hotels can florida have Surprise me! All the hotels. We can have all the hotels. Listen, and the thing is, is that we're having a housing crisis down here. Like, the, the, yep, like you, you cannot build enough houses, enough multifamily complexes. Well, and, and yet we're still short on hotel rooms, uh, oftentimes yep. for, when it's under normal business conditions, because the the occupancy of uh, rooms for things like the Orange County Convention Center, even uh, like that, like. That really puts a strain on the hotels down here. It's not just the the tourists coming to the parks, although that's definitely a major component. It's all the other stuff that people come down here for, and there is plenty of other businesses down here as well. Like I, I think people forget, like EA Sports, it's in the game and it's in Orlando, uh, and you know, the, actually, it's right down the street from us. Um. Yeah, I, believe me, I, I've thought about like going and camping out there to try to be a beta tester for the college football game that's coming out next year. Uh, just, just 
thought about it. I, maybe <laughs> on a weekly basis, you know, because I God, I miss that game. Um, <laughs> what? It's the reason why I'm going to buy a PS5. But um, there you go. You know, don't give me that look, Amanda. You knew this was coming. <laughs> I'm not going to Best Buy with you. No, 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 no. I'm ordering that on Amazon. Please. Oh. Uh, Best Buy. It's so old school. I went okay, to Best Buy. I bought a refrigerator from Best Buy. Also, <laughs> we got the PS4 on a trip to Best Buy where we weren't going for ourselves. That's oh. true. Well, sometimes that happens. Yeah. But uh, here's another thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, so parks, the department, the, the, the department is parks and experiences. And one big thing that is that we didn't talk about that is driving the higher profits is the cruise, the cruise line. Yeah. So the five ships, 98% full, 98% full. And they're adding two more ships. The cruises are becoming the popular thing. And, you know, anecdotally from what I understand, having never, been on one of these cruises and frankly never wanting to be on one of these cruises um i've watched way too many tick uh, sharks on tiktok just saying sharks Um, oh dude there was a bull shark that just like attacked a boat sharks and when he says boat he means like a fishing boat like not a cruise ship Probably not going to get attacked by a bull shark on a cruise ship. Be my you never guess. Know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Listen, maybe. I'm also not. clumsy and would slip over the rail. If you fell would... off that rail, I'd be shocked because they have they, plexiglass. They, you can't they, climb. They, on it. Yeah, that, and those railings are high. Yeah, they're high. Uh, they're still. Back I was to wondering it. myself, like, how could somebody fall off this? Yeah, you'd have to like. Well, you, people you'd have that to jump. You'd have to my jump. Foot, my sister and brother-in-law went on a cruise that went on like a Royal Caribbean cruise and some guy, he got drunk and he fell off in the water. They found him two days later. He survived in the ocean. With all those sharks? Yes. So wow. there she is. You might not be eaten by sharks if you fall in the ocean in the middle of the night and be found two days later. It's possible. Yeah. So I, that still sounds like a, just a miserable relieve your hell. stress there about getting eaten by a shark. Yeah. Okay, that yeah, that, that just adds a whole new stress of surviving okay. for two days in salt water. You're but, not gonna fall overboard. <sighs> Any, you're right. I'm not gonna fall overboard. I'm just gonna get some random disease. That's all, you know. Because maybe, maybe not. I bet more people end up with less disease than that do have disease. I've been on three trips. cruises and I've never gotten sick. Yeah, I didn't get sick either. I've been on one. You guys are speaking logically and not irrationally, and I'm in an irrational place with cruises. I am. I'm terrified of them. Well, Disney is making really good money on their cruises. Yeah, and they're just about to – it's already the most expensive cruise line on the market, and they're about to jack prices up. That's up there. So the service is high, right? If you had Disney Plus, your kids were free. So What? Yeah. Yeah, that was the deal. They also do. They also do Florida resident <laughs> discounts and. Oh, there you go. Well, I that. spent seven dollars on a on Disney Plus, so yep, uh, that's worth giving two kids. To drive the numbers to get people yeah. to sign up for Disney Plus. Jeez. <laughs> like I don't know. Maybe make the Mandalorian good. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, th- yeah. that's all. That's all that it really takes to to get yeah. those. That's or you know buy the rights to the office. 
that would work and put that on Disney Plus. That up. No, the, I mean, they, the, that's a hundred million dollar property right there. Yeah. Shit. Good, yeah, you're right. They're they're not they're not letting go. Of that one. Go on Peacock. It's, it's the reason why I subscribe to Peacock, just in case I get the itch to to watch some, that or Parks and Rec. Uh, watch know. Office, and they have the English Premier League on there. So <sighs> they they also have golf on there. I'll watch that from time to time. He does yeah. watch golf on there. You know, it's like it's really it's really just like the Office Channel, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, but listen, it, Disney Cruises obviously they they seem to offer a higher level of service, and and anecdotally. Oh, for sure. They are the quote unquote old Disney experience that people know and love. It drives me crazy that they can't just bring that back to the parks. Yeah. Where, where it's, you know, I, they don't have, there's no such thing as a land shark except for the beer. So, you know, it'd be sure. nice if they brought it back to safety. I wonder what, what is the reason why Walt Disney World is not to the standard of the cruise line or even that of Alani. You know why? It's because they can't. It's because they're like, it's difficult. It's too big. I do think that it's difficult to scale some of this stuff up. Like, you know, I, I, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago where I was kind of bitching and moaning about, you know, the hotel and everything like that with, with, uh, wilderness lodge and everything like that and and with some additional thought to it you know i compared it to the quote-unquote holiday Inn down the street if they can get it right why can't disney and certainly the wilderness lodge has a an exponential amount of rooms compared to that of the holiday Inn, which makes those things a little bit more difficult now I still think that they should have found me a fucking room. But <laughs> I, I won't get into that again That's for at a, this that's point. A it's a whole different thing, I suppose. But you know, point point being though that you know, obviously, if it's difficult to scale up, you know, any sort of resort level yeah. uh, or what have you. Now you it's got eighteen of them, right? But if you have eighteen of those resorts and you have four theme parks. Mm-hmm. Trying to run it all and uh, and provide mm-hmm. a standard of a service is going to be very very difficult because uh, within the, each of those resorts you have twelve they bars. Used to and, do it, yeah. I mean, it was, maybe the, the resort wasn't. Well, I'm, I'm trying to. Th- I mean, it's. I'm look. Part of it, I'm sure, is nostalgia because we were younger and maybe we just didn't see all the the problems that that we saw. the The other side of the coin is is that Disney, I think, as a company, was more excited about building at Walt Disney World. They were expanding with more resorts and more theme parks in the '90s, anyway, Man. and that made it a, a little bit, you know, better time to to kind of grow up in that Disney culture. And now. They're they're building DVC resorts that are add-ons. They're building like one ride every now and then, and it, or a land, and it takes seventeen years to build any of that shit. You know, I mean, I think they yeah. announced Animal Kingdom like at the twenty fifth anniversary, and it was done in two years. Good luck yeah. trying to do that now. No, no way, they couldn't do it. They could it took, back in the nineties. That's I, the thing. It took them like seven years to build Tron. It's that's the see that to me is a carbon copy, you know, and that it was a carbon copy is a whole nother 
ball of wax with me. (laughs) As I discussed last week on my bitching about being fat episode, um, you know, not for nothing. I'm bigger than a Chinese guy. Most Chinese guys. Sorry. I just am, you know, probably bigger than the average Chinese man. Yeah. I think you're bigger than the average Chinese man. Maybe not. Maybe not. You're not a giant person, Pat. I'm sorry. Uh, You know, I'm an ogre. Uh, in comparison to most people, but I stand head and shoulders above you. Literally, literally head you and shoulders. <laughs> you do. That's so, okay, you know, just, just pointing it out. Anyway. Um, we can still be friends. I Good. Because, you know, sometimes I, I don't do low real well. Like this is ask Amanda. I think that's part of the reason why I married her is so that she could get down into the low cabinets and I could just reach up high and get her the bread, you know? Okay. So. Yeah. That's what I'm not going to make you do that, but I'm just saying. No, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But look, I I would like to think that Disney could bring back that that level of service, but it starts with a management team that's you know more central or more localized and centralized. You know, they're the the they have to give the the power to the general managers of, of each resort to uh, to make changes, to do things different, to have their own budgets and, and everything like that, instead of having every single thing have to meet a minimum profit margin. That's the way to, to do it is to relocalize everything to, and that will in and of itself, because then they're competing against themselves at that point, instead of competing against, you know, the holiday Inn that's down the street which they're going to win that out most times, I suppose. So, um, but I, I happen to take this as kind of more negative, all more negative news because I'm, you know, the Disney cynic at this point. I, I, I'm glad that they cut their losses, but they cut their losses by cutting payroll. They didn't really make any cuts to, to anything Meet uh, that, that was very meaty, in in my opinion. And on top of that, with this writer strike going on and the way that Iger's handled that thus far, it, like Disney's going to have some tough times coming up here for content, particularly on that Disney Plus platform. So I don't see those, yeah. and they're jacking up the price on it too, and implementing password sharing uh, shit. Yeah, prices. So, yeah. I, I don't see this as a revenue drive. I, I'm, I see this as a an excuse not to to watch Disney Plus if you don't if you're not watching well, it for something. like I will throw in that uh, Elemental uh, started out super slow, got bombed first weekend, but now it's it's grossed over 400 million worldwide, and so maybe that's something people want to need to go check out. Um, that's a Pixar film. So, oh, okay. Yeah. But then you Not have Haunted Mansion that just came out that everybody's that like, no, this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That really bombed. <laughs> yeah, bombed worse than Oppenheimer and Hiroshima. Yeah. Well, they originally thought Elemental bombed and it just it just had one of those slow burns and it just it continues to have success. So so maybe that's somewhat promising. I don't know. Maybe, but I don't. I don't want to get into their movie slate. <laughs> I mean, the one thing that I will say that, about their movie site that's stupid was releasing Haunted Mansion in August. And this is a Disney problem. Disney needs to stop thinking that Halloween starts in August. Anybody who's dressing up for fucking Halloween in August is a psycho. That's the, the, the problem. Release the Haunted Mansion in October. 
You know what yeah. I mean? Like when, when it's actually when the first Halloween, uh, season. Halloween party uh, tonight or the night before or yeah, something like that. The night because because why? I, I it's and again we are recording this on August tenth. Yeah. When there's a heat advisory out there, by the way, for, for it feels it like 115 degrees. Just just so we are aware, um, the current temperature right now, and it is like 11:39 p.m. The temperature is 85 degrees. The real feel is 100. No, oh, that's nice. Right now, yes. right now, right this moment. Holy 11:39 p.m. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> no sun still feels like a hundred degrees, but yeah, I'm I'm no, in the Halloween you. season. Let's go get pumpkins. Jesus Christ, <laughs> stupid as hell. Anyway, so Patrick, yep, I would like for you to promote something since you've uh, so kindly given us your time this evening. What would you like to promote? So I always promote two things. I promote the Notcast, which is on Fridays, um, and then I promote this show here the cynics on disney i think go back go back to the library and listen to these podcasts they're good they got good information um same with the notcast go back listen mark on the calendar i guess this comes out every monday right Mm -hmm. monday morning so be looking for it every monday and the notcast every friday I went back and watched some of the old Nodcasts. Dude, I've lost like <laughs> 50 pounds. Uh, like, uh, just in my face. The color, the color thing, color me red. Color oh, me yeah. That was a great <laughs> bit. Yeah, color me fuchsia, color me plum. Yeah, that was a great yeah. bit. <laughs> no, the, the, I went back and watched the Thanksgiving episode, the infamous Thanksgiving oh, yeah. episode. Oh, God. <laughs> They're doing the dishes in the background. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's what happens? Yeah. Look. <laughs> But the good thing about their two shows is that we give opinions that aren't normally heard on YouTube about Disney. Yeah, because we're, we're we don't have we don't have an interest in a travel agency at this point. We're no. just giving you the real right. real shit. Yeah, and what's that's what's great about the two shows. I mean, no, don't make no mistake, travel agency people. If you are willing to sponsor this here podcast, <laughs> I will absolutely sh- become a shill for you. So you know, <laughs> just keep that in mind. Um, Amanda, we're on social media, are we not? We are. Where might we can, be found on social media? You can find us on Facebook and X slash Twitter, whatever it's being called yes. now. Yes. Um, I no longer know anymore. Um, you can find us. <laughs> you can find us on those two platforms at Cynical Disney, and then you can find us on Instagram, Threads, um, TikTok, and Pinterest at Cynics on Disney. And as always, this podcast is, of course, brought to you by NotClub33.com, of which Pat is the CFO of. Uh, so, you know, thank you for sponsoring this year's podcast. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, make sure that you're checking out NotClub33.com for all the latest and greatest updates, including the aforementioned NotCast released uh, in the summer. It's not released every Friday, but, you know, most Fridays. Uh, anyway, yep. at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom time, and that is, of course, is east coast time for all you california people meantime guys uh, as we mentioned before as well make sure that you are subscribed have rated and reviewed this here podcast if you have not please god go do that i'm tired of begging you people to go go out and do this kind of thing it's not hard it takes like 30 seconds to do like don't act like you, you're, you don't have the time while you're taking a dump and listening to this podcast just do it 
Just do it. I'm just saying. All right. So uh, please subscribe, rate, review. Thank you. Meantime, thank you so much for listening. Next week, we will have something different for you. Maybe a restaurant review. Maybe something different. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure something out. Uh, but until that time comes, thank you so much for listening and have yourselves a magical, magical fucking day.